welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Hi, I'm Charles. Hey, there's three of us today. There's three of us back together again. I know. Oh. We're we're talking Cruel Intentions from 1999, directed by Roger Cumble. So yeah, I'm super excited because I've been waiting to do this movie because I didn't realize until forever when I was watching it, I was like, I literally know this entire movie by heart. Like, I don't (laughs) even know how many times I've seen it because I I had it on tape. I had it on DVD. Like, Mm -hmm. I still have it. Yeah, it's a big deal. So what about you guys? What's your like, are you stoked? Did you like this rewatch? I uh, I liked it. No, no, no. I liked it. Um, it's funny because uh, even though you said like you've seen it like a bunch of times, as I'm rewatching it today, I was like, you know, I've only seen it a handful of times. I did have oh, the v- really? I did have the VHS though, and I still do have the DVD. Um, I just hadn't seen it in in so long. And I mean, there's Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, Selma Blair. Joshua Jackson attempting his best to play a gay guy. Um, yeah, was that like a was that like problematic by these days standards, or was that like okay? Oh no, he was, was completely fine enough? because like they didn't really. He only had what like maybe ten minutes of screen time. I, yeah, and I think that was I think that was like my one pro one of my five major problems. Um, which oh, you get five. I can get into him later, but like my, my first problem was I wish they got into his role a little more. Granted, it wasn't really about him. I get that. But I wish that he had more of a story, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't see him problematic to like gay culture or anything like that. Like <laughs> he was, was just good. like your stereotypical just background gay guy, you know? Yeah. He had like little funny one liners, you know. Like mm-hmm. Gregory, you know, and whatnot. But um mm-hmm. and like uh who's that guy? Sean Patrick Thomas, um mm-hmm. Christine Baronski. <laughs> Christine Baronski as like the uptight, like racist mom of Cecile. Um I yeah. love Christine Baronski in like anything. So she does no wrong in my eyes. Um and How then, is like, she not in the first wives club, like reboot? She should have been. You know, I just I, I saw a preview for um Apparently, like BET has a BET plus. Um, oh, like like you pay for it and they have yeah. other shows. And they have their own version. They have two seasons apparently of their own version of the First Wives Club. Oh, really? oh like was it reality or is it like a? No, no, no. It's like a scripted show. Oh. I can't remember who's in it, but um, it'll be like waiting to exhale. I was yeah, basically. Just like I was a TV like, version. I was just like, oh, well, because like a while ago, it was rumored that First Wives Club, like the original, was going to have a prequel. Where yeah, that's what I thought. It was gonna be like the the them in school, and yeah, then college, yeah. and then like Bet and Goldie and the other one I can't remember her name. Um, they were going to be like their excuse me like their ancestors or something like that. Oh, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, thank oh. you so much. Yeah, <laughs> she's the other one. She's the other one. Ooh. The mouthy one. The shade. That she's I'm the other sorry. one. <laughs> um but no i i loved rewatching this again it's it's amazing and um charles how many cool. how many times have you seen this yeah i want to know charles's thoughts on i'm that. trying to think um I, I think the first time i saw it was it might have been over at your house mike because i know lauren was there yeah i was gonna um, say i definitely remember seeing it in high school and with one or both of you yeah 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 definitely. um i'm 
pretty sure it was over at your house um mm -hmm. and like um Lauren was like oh we should watch cruel intentions and i was like what's that <laughs> <laughs> um and so um then i i was like wait they they aren't Oh my God! Right. Oh my I God! Mean, they're brother and sister for Christ's sake. They're, no, even though they're not blood, it's still like. No. But what's really going on here, though? They are. <laughs> like, if if there are any Game of Thrones nerds out there, they're legitly okay. They're not brother and sister like the Lannisters in Game of Thrones. Oh God! But they are Game like the OG Lannisters. Do we have to get Game of Thrones? Dude? <laughs> Fuck the Thronies. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't. I can't. We're not that bad. Oh, We're not like the Trekkies, okay? <laughs> oh, God, you're going to have people fighting in the comments. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> we're, not, we're not that big yet that people will actually be fighting in the comments. Or like, if we were. What do you, what do you call like, the fanatics of Star Wars? Trekkies. Not, no, you're right. No, 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 Star Wars. Oh, Star right. Wars. Yeah. I don't know. They don't have a name. They have, they're like they too cool. Oh, well, it, I, I think they're just crazy, Lauren. Yeah, they're just, they're just fucking insane. <laughs> they're just crazy. Like, they're just so insane. <laughs> I, we were asking off air that this is actually kind of loosely the same story as Dangerous Liaisons from the, I think, late 80s. Mm -hmm. that film out? yeah. Yeah, so Charles has seen it. We have not, me and Mike have not seen it, so we don't really have anything to compare to. But it's kind of cool. Wait, what? Who does Keanu Reeves play in the um, older one? I think he plays the. Uh, I think he plays the equivalent of the role that the music teacher plays in. Oh, Sean Patrick Thomas. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. He's like that guy. I can't yeah. remember the guy's name in the movie. Yeah, Ronald. Yeah, Ronald. Mm -hmm. that's <laughs> Ronald. But um, I like how the, the therapist, Swissy Kurtz, in the beginning, she yeah. was dangerously liaison. She plays Cecile's mother. I know that's kind of cool. So I'm like, I really want to see this. I, okay, I just actually realized when I was watching it, like literally for like the hundredth time, that Buffy and Ryan Philippi, they're all going to be called like weird names. I was trying to figure out like Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar. I'm going to call her Catherine. I'm going to call her Buffy. But anyway, I totally forgot that they were dating in I Know What You Did last summer. Like I, oh, every yeah. time I've seen it, I just it totally doesn't even dawn on me. And the fact that when they're in the apartment and they're talking about the article that Reese Witherspoon wrote in the in the the magazine, the cover is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Who was oh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Where's Freddie Prince Jr.?" <laughs> like, right. where it's like a it's like a weird ass. I know what you did last summer reunion. Yeah, and reunion. and the producer <laughs> of I know what you did last summer worked on that film with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Philippe. And that's why he cast them for these roles. That's awesome. Uh, so that's how they like kind of got in there. So they were already cast early. And then um, also I have to say that I was trying to figure out the math because this was filmed in June and July of 98. Mm -hmm. So this would be post season two Buffy. Yeah. before okay. season three so this is after she's left home i remember how in the beginning of season three this is for all you buffy nerds out there remember <laughs> how in the beginning of season three she had like that weird hair color oh, like, like it that was, weird like, it was blonde in the front it was like really bleached yeah. in the front, but then the back was like kind of orangey i guess she's oh, probably right. been yeah, lifting yeah. her hair from the dark because i was like i can't oh, believe okay. she dyed her hair for one movie because i looked to see like had she done something else where she had to have dark hair but no i wonder if she got paid a lot to do this and she was like fuck it i'll dye my hair but it, i think it looks cool on her it looks so different yeah 
than Buffy. So actually, I do. Yeah, I do have a note that said that she wanted to dye her hair so she could differentiate her character from Buffy because she's so well known. Yeah. You know? But then, mm-hmm. so and also she was that was like, a. That yeah, that that's a good idea, and that was also a tidbit that I found out about Christine Baranski is that they wanted her to do the movie, and she only had to do it for three days, and she wasn't going to do it. But her daughters were massive Buffy fans. Oh really? They like convinced her to do it. They were like, "Come on, mom, you have to do it." So she that's did. So that's funny. so funny. I was like, "That's so cool." Oh, I love yeah, Christine Baranski. <laughs> oh my god, I know she's so good. And then I wrote, "This is released in, during the '90s heyday, 1999 mm-hmm. March." And I was like, but it's really a sad story. It's very like Shakespearean because like nobody like wins Mm-mm. in the end. It's like he dies, like uh spoiler alert, we he he dies. <laughs> um and and like same with like Buffy's gonna get carted off to jail or probably rehab, and the he's Not still well, dead. So yeah, yeah, not back to school. And then Annette like has his possessions, but like he's gone. Right. So it's like there's no like there's- yeah, there's no like resolve. It's very like sad too. It's like I a mean, dark film. It's like the rules I of mean, attraction. I mean, if you had to choose between true true love and that car, I mean, is, is it really that hard of a choice? <laughs> I know that car's I mean, pretty I mean, fucking sweet. Yeah. The car's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any production notes? Does any of you have any interesting production notes? Um, uh, let's see. Um, I don't have anything too exciting. Um. I heard that um, the director won Katie Holmes for the role of mm-hmm. Annette. Um, yeah, which is weird. Which I was like, mm, all right. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, apparently um, this movie did quite well at the box office and was later turned into a musical, which I'm kind of I, desperate yeah. to see. A musical? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It has those sequels, which I have not seen. I like haven't two either. And three, right? I yeah, haven't two. either. Two is supposed um, to be a prequel. Okay. Which okay. one has Jack from Dawson's Creek? He's in one of them. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm you did find out. I think it's the third one. Yeah. And then they also were going to have a TV show, I read. Hmm. But that didn't pan out. I think Buffy was in that. Like, oh, she's really? credited on IMDb. It was like a TV movie that they tried to do. Yes, so, Jack from Dawson's Creek is in the third one. Yeah, so I have that in my note. Is that, like, the sequel or Cruel Intentions 2 was actually supposed to be the TV series that the pilot failed. Oh. And originally Buffy, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, was going to be in it. And then because it got canceled, um, they just decided to make it into a movie. Oh, I've never seen it. Like, mm-hmm. where can we even see it? It was like recent, though. It was in like 2016. Uh, I did not put the date. I think it's 2016. Yeah, yeah it's like recent. That's why yeah. I'm like, when did it? Yeah, it's like one episode NBC. I'm like, I never saw it on TV. I wonder if there's a place to like see it. It might be on um like YouTube. Who knows? Excuse so, yeah, me. We have not looked that up. But, yeah, any more, Charles? Um. There, um, I just have one more note about an alternate ending. Oh, Um, yeah, what's alternate ending? Um, so instead of um, like Annette publishing the diary, I heard that like there was like an alternate version where she just kind of where she doesn't publish the diary and she just kind of blackmails like Catherine's character. Um, (laughs) oh, that would have been a good sequel. Um, (laughs) if they'd signed um, in, signed on to do it together. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the the way this movie ends, I just kind of I think they got it right, but yeah. like um, I don't know. It, it does kind of make you think, like, eh, what if? 
you know? <laughs> like, since, since we just, since me and Mike and Charles, you've seen Freeway, since we just reviewed Freeway, I just <laughs> see like Reese Witherspoon is like, damn, she totally should have done that. <laughs> like, she'd be so crafty at that. And it's so weird that this is when she got into that good like, girl role. Like, often the world owes me. I know. <laughs> That's like so underrated. Um, thanks to everybody who listened to that episode. It's doing uh, kind of well. So I'm, I'm excited Thank that people so like much. it. Yeah, that people actually like it. And it's, I think it's still on Amazon Prime. So, oh, yeah. yeah hey, Bob. <laughs> oh yeah is that you bob <laughs> we're in the courtroom which she's just like oh my god oh my god hit with the ugly stick <laughs> yeah, i was like oh my god i was like she's so funny like she's just so so funny um i have oh yeah we already talked about the tv show and I just cannot cannot believe they wanted. Actually, Columbia Pictures wanted Katie Holmes, and the director mm-hmm. said that he said that she didn't have the strength of character to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be yeah, in I that, I agree. I, yeah. I think. Oh I agree yeah, there. I mean, I after seeing her in Dawson's Creek as uh, Joey, yeah, no, she's just she was good in Disturbing Behavior. Like yeah. she plays that like, and she was good in Go. She plays that like downtrodden kind of like she doesn't play rich well. No. She plays yeah. that like kind of like from the like off the beaten track, like kind of like rough and tough. Like she's not like prissy or afraid mm. of anything, which is I think why she kind of didn't do well in Batman, that yeah. first Batman, because she just kind of like that wasn't her vibe. Like she can do mm. other things. It's just kind of like I didn't believe her as much, and she can't really like be like that. But Reese Witherspoon, yeah, I don't see her being downtrodden at all. I see Reese Witherspoon like looking like a prep, kind of like you know like a wealthy girl. She can mm. play that role pretty well. Yeah. But it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I can't believe this movie made $76 million, though. That's a fuck ton of money. I know. Really? That's amazing. It's like not too shabby. No, not at all. Mm. Um, anyone else have any more production notes? Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah, um, what are yours? You always have a lot. I, I I condensed it as much as possible. No, well, no, it's not good. as much as possible. But um, the original title for the film was supposed to be "Cruel Inventions." Um, okay. I don't know. There was no reason or rhyme behind that. But um, oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, filming took place in Old Westbury Garden in Nassau Nassau County. Um, yeah, I went to college in Nassau County. Big ups. I know where that. Uh, yeah, uh, I know New- where the Old Westbury Gardens are. New York and at Harry F. Sinclair House in New York City, which is like a Ukrainian institute. Or oh, the, the outside. The U- yeah, the outside, and and that was yeah. apparently in like Gossip Girl and as like yeah, I was gonna say it's very Gossip Girl. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some other movies, but uh, during the film or during filming, uh, Reese and Ryan were dating in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then they were also in the midst of a breakup. So a lot of the on-screen. No, they weren't uh, breaking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's what I that's what I was reading. Really? Wait, so yeah. then did they just get back together and then get I married? Oh so, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it, the timeline is weird, but like I was reading that and I was like, oh, really? Because um this one article that I read, they were like, Oh yeah, Ryan Phillippe was like throwing up because he was in like such outrage and so oh, into yeah, the moment. I read that. 
Yeah. yeah, I read that that they had to like when that that weird scene where like he comes back to the apartment like after they slept together and she like says like it's not you I'm not in love with you blah blah yeah. blah blah and then yeah I heard that like timeline, had to do but, that but yeah like the timeline didn't make sense because like so did they break up and get back together like twice or they have to because okay this was filmed in June of July of ninety eight right. okay I thought I always read that she was pregnant during this film but she wasn't because their daughter was born in September of ninety nine which means she. Uh, in january of 99 so like they but i think they got married they said that they were married when it premiered they got married when this movie premiered yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. because they got married in 99 or something like that so they could have broken up and then maybe gotten back together and then got married but i i always knew they were together throughout like they'd already been together they met in 97 i think right Mm -hmm. and they've been dating up until 90 and yeah up until like they got married and stuff but they could have had a breakup yeah i heard that that scene was hard too i read that yeah um I have a, just a couple is uh, the song Bittersweet Symphony at the end. That's like the most iconic song of yeah. the movie. Um, almost didn't make it uh, into the movie. The, uh, the director wrote the scene with the song in mind, but didn't get the rights to it. Oh. Um, so he asked the Verve who um, I don't, they perform it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have the rights to it. Apparently Rolling Stones had it. Really? That's I don't cover? know. So I don't know if they, I've never heard them sing it. So I guess maybe they just wrote it and sold it. You know how like there's like all these artists that like oh yeah, let's just see. write Let stuff for other people. But so oh okay but, yeah. yeah, it says apparently somebody Alan Klein who manages managed the Stones in the late '60s. He controlled the band's song copyright to the '70s. He sued mm-hmm. the Brits for plagiarism shortly <laughs> after Bitter no Symphony was released, saying that the younger Brits had used far more of the last time, which I guess is like a simp is like a sample mm. that they bought and they used it more of it than they were supposed to agree to use in the song. Interesting. And that's what they sued them for. Oh, wow. So they, that's weird. There was a sample of the Rolling Stones. Shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Probably that back, like maybe those back violins. Yeah. Like maybe that's from, yeah. Mm. From like a Rolling Stones song. Wow. But, um, Selma Blair was the oldest actress in the movie, even though she played the youngest. Oh, wow. Because um, she was 27 playing a 16-year-old. And then Geller was the actual real youngin in the cast. She was only 22. Was she? hmm Oh, wow. And then, in like Charles said, sometime in, I think, 2017 or 2018, there was a Cruel Intentions musical that was, like, off-Broadway. Oh, my God. It only appeared for, like, three to four nights. Oh. Um, and included, like, a lot of music from the soundtrack and a lot of, like, pop songs at the time. Um, and then to open the show, you know how like they have like an announcement of like, turn off your cell phones, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually got Sarah Michelle Gellar to replay, uh, Catherine (laughs) and you could hear Catherine's voice and her attitude. And she was like, if you don't do this, I'm going to like put the, put you, put your name in a book and I'm going to tell everybody just kind of like the end of the movie, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like there's like. Basically, and I'm going to call it the burn book, copies of the burn book. I've seen all these amazing burn book things that are like politics memes. <laughs> oh, where shit. like it has like some politician that people don't like. And then it has work. She's like, she is a nasty, ugly yeah. slut. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. People just post it on Twitter. That's like, awesome. I'm going to have to look at that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, and like we were talking about before, there was a prequel and a, uh, I guess a sequel because yeah. that would be like uh cruel intentions three but 
we've never seen it so i have a i have a not really a production note but i have a hot take an opinion that i have i think that this the story in the series would do so well as a tv show on netflix but filmed in like the style of like you totally like like very like dark no censors so we don't have to worry about that shit Mm -hmm. and they can like but just film it in a very like different kind of way Mm -hmm. and maybe make it like i feel like the show would actually be like like a gossip girl like they're doing gossip girl reboot i'm like if they are they really yeah they're doing like hbo max whatever the fuck but i was like i would be interested in it if they're doing it with like no censors like if they're doing it like because the other one was on the cw if they're gonna do it like with no censors then i would be interested in seeing what they're they're gonna do with it because that's gonna make it a little bit different like if we don't have any limitations and like what are they gonna do with these characters like they might be able to show us more or give us a different story that they couldn't show on like network TV at like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm super excited for. That's why I also think hot take that Riverdale should be moved off of TV and go mm-hmm. on to like a streaming service. Cause I feel like if we didn't have censors, we, that show would be so much more dimensional. Like it's a really good show. It's got really good like character setups, but they can't go that far because they're yeah. on like TV. They're at, like eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. So I get that they want like the teen audience, but like teenagers all have Netflix anyway. Mm-hmm. So like just move it on. I mean, they move it on there anyway. When you like the new season start, like just put it on there and have no censors and like really just have a better show. They might. It's pandemic times. Um, um, you know. <laughs> have, have you guys uh, watched the new Nancy Drew? Because I, no, no. I I've seen the ads. I like watched it not not wanting to like it but i got like really into it wait where um, is it where where can you watch it um so i um so i think it's on like um h, h like hbo account stuff oh like hbo max yeah yeah, yeah that's it oh okay um, and, i love um, how everyone's still it's been like six months plus and hbo max has like the worst problem with like letting people know they exist <laughs> you pay for hbo on your cable thing fucking yeah. sign up for it and you're like oh yeah HBO Max, <laughs> something else came out and they were like hbo is like like they're they've been out and people don't realize they have it because they changed the name they don't do and enough like, advertising no they don't let you know that like you probably already have it but you're just not like signed into it you think it's like another channel to pay for i think people think it's like a secondary thing they have to pay extra if they already have it but I don't know. I think it's really funny. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that place. Um, and you have any more production behind the scenes notes? No, I'm done. I do not. No. <laughs> okay. So fashion wise, the costume director or costume designer's name is Denise Wingate. I think it's amazing. I love yeah. their clothes. I, I'd say the one note that I have about Annette that I don't like is that she's boring, but I read that she was purposefully styled in light clothes to bowner, uh, bowner, to counteract uh, Sebastian because yeah. he always mm-hmm. wears dark clothes. So that in that way, I understand, but her clothes are just kind of like meh to me. Yeah. But Catherine, oh, all of her outfits are all good. of her outfits. My favorite and is that- the first one with the blazer and the bustier. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I love that outfit. Oh what do you guys think? It's it it's freaking amazing. Yeah, and and kind of bouncing off you, like all the innocent quote unquote innocent characters are like in lighter clothes, and while Sebastian and Catherine are like in darker, broodier. <laughs> yeah. However, saying more fashionable clothes than everybody else. 
but (laughs) you know, so I, I, it was genius to do that. And then, um, I liked how Cecile's, I read this and this was really cool. Cecile's red hoodie. Uh huh. Um, when she goes to see Sebastian that one night, um, it, uh, what, what's the designer's name again? Denise. Denise. Oh yeah. Denise. Um, Wingate. She put her in there to act almost like a little red riding hood going to see the wolf. Oh, that's funny. So her, her hoodie is like her, the red cloak. Yeah. Oh, wow. And another Red Riding Hood is that's what Freeway was based on. Right. Damn, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's like 96 degrees of separation. Basically. That's so funny. Oh, my God. But like, um, I want Ryan Phillippe's long jacket with the red lining. Do you guys? Okay, let's just talk about Ryan Philippe at this time because this was like, oh my god, this was like dream. (laughs) This was like his prime. Yeah, from like '97 when he was in I Know You Did last summer to like when did he kind of like fall off? Like 2000 ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. What's the last time we really saw him? But he was in like everything. He yeah, back in the day. Yeah, like '54. Wait, but he was very oh. much took roles that rested on like pretty. Like yeah. I think he rested on the fact that he was like no, I mean, a pretty he's, boy. He's pretty. <laughs> yeah, he or is pretty, pretty, yeah. <laughs> no, he looks good. He still looks kind of good. He doesn't look bad. Um, he just isn't like really weird things now. He was in Crash. Um, he was in I'm trying to find out the r- most recent thing. He's no skeet Ulrich. He aged. Oh no. Damn, he aged so well. He's like 50. Oh, that's right. He was in Igby Goes Down. That was 2002. That We he's, have to do that. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a 2020 episode of Will and Grace, apparently. <laughs> oh, really? He's in Crash. That was like the yeah. one that he was in, like the big oh. one. Okay, so he, so this is back in like 95 and 96, but he's in like this, this he's in the movie Crimson Tide. And then, yeah, and then it's good. It's like a submarine kind of Navy kind of like, you know, like suspense thriller. Um, And then White Squall. I I saw White Squall with my friends. It was like all of like these hotties were in this movie when we were like super young. Like Scott Wolf, Ryan Phillippe. um, Like, yeah, like everybody. It was like a huge like, what, Ethan Embry? Mm. Like everybody, it's kind of funny. Um, oh, he was also in Gosford Park, which I enjoyed. Oh my God. Yeah, the, he's in a lot of cool stuff. The rimless glasses he wears is like sexy as hell. And the sunglasses. I really yeah. like the sunglasses that he wears that she wears later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annette, when she drives his car. I like that long coat that he wears too. Like that long black coat that's like three yeah, quarters. Yeah, with the red lining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I like that the one time you see him in light clothes is when he has that varsity sweater. Mm-hmm. Like oh, tennis yeah. sweater on when he has the tennis uh, thing. I, like, I, I, love, I love the over the shoulder sweaters. It's very preppy and bougie. I know, it's so preppy. It's really <laughs> I, funny. I really like to Steve Jobs look like um, kind of like oh, the, oh, with the turtleneck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. He's very like he's very like Euro uh yeah. like metrosexual. He's very much that like when like the metrosexual thing was a big deal in like the late nineties mm-hmm. when like guys wore like tart like tight European styled clothes. Like he definitely leaned into that. I think a lot he, of that wardrobe was like Prada. I think. Yeah, it looked mm-hmm. like yeah. it. Yeah, it totally looks like Prada. Um he's I thought he I thought he sort of looked like a kinky g- g- German psychiatrist. 
Um, you know, like, yeah. especially when he stands in the mirror and he's like, get it together, you pussy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're fucking gaslighting this girl to like literally like hand herself to you on a silver platter. And then you're like, nah, <laughs> you totally leave her. And she's like, fuck you, what the hell? And then he goes into that, it goes into his room and he's just like, get it together. And I was like, oh my God, this is so problematic. I was like, he like needs to be dealt with. And he is soon soon enough, but like it's just so crazy when I was watching it. Oh, I have to say Cecile's outfit. I love the, the koala shirt in the beginning. That I like and I also it's so crazy. Like just like the mom is just so terrible. Like the mom is just so fucking racist. And like I just can't believe in ninety nine I, I always thought it was kind of funny that um that she just is like especially when she tells the guy like i got you off the street and he's like got me off the street I live I live on, uh, park. <laughs> just like one of the wealthiest areas in new york i was just like oh my god she's like so perfect for like that whole role I like, I just think her. Really what kind of suit would you say that is, is that like oh, pink chanel. One where oh, was chanel. It a chanel? Oh, yeah oh, oh chanel all amazing. day yeah that. it's really cool yeah the tweet and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i can't i can't believe they got away with like some of the shit that she says it's like super i know yeah. <laughs> there weren't really any rules back in the 90s it seems like it right like i mean <laughs> I, I yeah i don't think it was like yeah even like um, she blamed when she remember when like sarah michelle geller like knocks the thing off of the the like she breaks the thing in cecile's house and her like her assistant oh, her slash housekeeper yeah. Is there. yeah and then she's just like Oh, sorry. Be careful. Like, Maylee, oh, be careful. Yeah. Did you guys n- notice the expression on Maylee's face? Because I thought it was <laughs> it was hysterical. It was like, bitch! <laughs> right? <laughs> it, was. it was like, bitch, what? Like, what did you just say? Like, uh-uh. Uh, also, I love Cecile's red dress that she has on yeah. when, she tells the, um, when she tells Catherine that, that she had an orgasm. And mm-hmm. she has those, like, red shoes that are, like, kitten heels. They're like, like they're so bad, but just the way she moves too. Apparently, I heard during casting they had to ask all the actors that came in to audition for that role because like they're like supposed to be underage, and they were like they knew that Ryan Phillippe like had to be in scenes with them, and they were like, "How old are you?" And that's all they would ask when they first came in. And apparently, oh, yeah. when she came in, they asked, "How old are you?" And she said it back, like, "How old are you?" Like in a really bratty voice, and they were like. <laughs> She was so annoying. We had to have her. <laughs> like, totally, totally annoying. I love it. I love so when funny. she. I love when she's like, "This doesn't taste like iced tea." I know it has so many good quotes. It was Very, so hard to oh like find good quotes. Um, so yeah, anyone else have any fashion notes? Any um, other so I love uh, Susie Kurtz's brooch that she's oh yeah wearing in the in the oh uh, yeah. Um. And then, of course, I love Catherine's cocaine cross. <laughs> oh, um, I know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like saw that when I was, you know, like seventeen. And my first instinct was, I don't know what cocaine is, but I need to take it up now just so I can get that. Oh my god! Um, I know, right? Um, <laughs> I can get a rosary. That's really like a, a cocaine storage place. Yes. Um, and then I start to wonder. If you can sort in a cross, what else can you sort it in? So, um, so I, I um, this is something I probably need to look into. But um, it just, I started w- 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 wondering, you know, like 
um, you know, like, do they make these products that are, you know, for, you know, vitamin supplements? They do. They yeah. Do. yeah. Okay. If it's a amazing K hole to go down on t- on Pinterest, if you look for like right. old seventies and eighties cocaine, uh, like and they were in magazines, like devices that were used to like like necklaces that were used to hold cocaine because it wasn't a schedule whatever controlled substance like a schedule mm-hmm. like A class until like the mid eighties. It was technically in the seventies, I think, not considered the high rank narcotic that it is now mm-hmm. but it wasn't illegal but they could just say like it's like how they sell glass pipes and they're like for tobacco yeah. use they could do that and they're they're actual ads if you google them i'll i'll like send you some they're like real ads that they had in magazines in the 70s and they were like for cocaine like, like little remember- spoons and stuff like like mm. kits it's crazy like cool. i remember seeing back in <laughs> i think it was high school some girl was wearing like a a coffin ring like it was like a mini uh-huh. coffin on a ring and that was like her coke ring yeah oh my god yes do they yeah. have all that stuff mm-hmm. well uh, well <laughs> has just been like pulled back and there's just a whole new <laughs> i know like, we just, product that we like just i literally <laughs> blew your mind and i have an entire fucking uh yeah i'm probably gonna get like on some kind of weird list now uh <laughs> looking this shit up but i found a mashable ad that's like about cocaine and paraphernalia ads so i will send that <laughs> to you oh thank god it's a lot dude it's like tonight's <laughs> forecast no it's kind of insane dude it's really fucking insane like this can't be real like this shit cannot be real. Okay, I'll okay, I'll definitely That's funny. I'll definitely um send that to you. Cause yeah, that has to do with what we were talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> anyone else have any more fashion notes or can we move on to the music? I have a music note too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so my music note is during the sex scene with uh Ryan Philippe and Reese Witherspoon, uh the director originally wanted the scene to the Smashing Pumpkin song to Sheila. Uh, which is an amazing song. I believe it's the first song off of Adore. Mm-hmm. And and apparently Billy Corgan wouldn't do it. He like that's so shitty. License, right? So that's why he said it to Counting Crows. But I think Counting Crows actually does work really well. The colorblind but, song. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That was like a massive song too, I think, because of it. Um, but yeah, but that's another note that I was like, oh, Billy Corgan. This whole soundtrack he's, is he's amazing. Slide devil. Yeah, it, no, and he's so been good. on other soundtracks. They yeah, have the exactly. fucking song on singles in '92. Yeah, get some it. money, man. Get some fucking <laughs> money. You were already trying to make money anyway. Like they're all trying to make money. So yeah, that, that was kind of nuts. Um, I love the. After... Oh yeah, what? what? Especially after what? No, I was gonna say especially. Well, no, especially after like what was it? Billy Corgan attempted to make that other band that didn't do, do so well. What Zwan? Don't you dare fucking slander Zwan! I'm, I'm sorry. I really like. He Zwan. totally changed his dude when he went there. I'm he sorry. also did really amazing songs on the Spun soundtrack, and that was about a bunch of fucking meth heads and like speed mm. heads and shit. So like. Why, like, why was it okay for that? Like, two years yeah. later, not okay That's for weird. Cool Tendons, yeah. but probably because it was like a Hollywood movie. Spun was not a Hollywood movie, so um, maybe that's why. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I, Placebo's opening track of Every You, Every mm-hmm. Every Me, I, I love that song. It's like one of my favorites. The fact that Blur's Coffee and TV is playing in the background of Catherine and Cecile making out, I thought was kind of funny. But it's not it's even really on the soundtrack. Strange. 
I know. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that's such a good song that it's. I like how it's not playing loud either. It's like a really like low. And then Mm -hmm. um, my other favorite song, obviously, is the Verve, Mm -hmm. the Bittersweet Symphony. It just works so well at the end of that that movie. What did you guys think about the music? I loved it. I love um, Skunk and Nancy. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. There, her voice is is phenomenal. Um, been around for so there. long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Amy Mann, of course, is like amazing. Uh, you could Wait, make a she, killing. Yeah, what's is that the song where he's like brooding in the park? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or like yeah, walking around. There's always those scenes. I think that's. Gonna... I think that's Aria. I think that's the song. Cool. Um, what's the song I was playing during the ending credits? I didn't know who it was, but I, but I like that's it. Bittersweet Symphony. No, no it's not, there's not another that song one, playing. but like I think the one after. Oh, after that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what song that is. It is really cool though. I never um, go all the way through the credits. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't give props to the credits? I'm sorry. We're all gonna be on the kind of <laughs> I'm list. Fired. I'm, I'm emailing you guys the uh, cocaine paraphernalia <laughs> ads right right now because I. I was like, you have to see that. Like, I love the draw. I was like, I wish that there were these. I'm like, there are. <laughs> there were. <laughs> there were apparently a lot. These have to be real, unless I'm totally fooled. Ooh, and they're whoever, not. Whoever but... shot the the photo of the blue lady needs to do a reshoot. From <laughs> <laughs> like the 70s. These are from the 70s. They're so funny. I'm like, are these for are these for like cocaine? Or are they for like other stuff? Like yeah, they have a little spoon thing and everything. Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Screen, screens and... Like, the razors. Like, it's fucking nuts. No, like, flush. What is that? <laughs> I mean, it's nuts, man. Okay, we won't, That's like, so sit here and look at our emails on the phone. <laughs> I know, now. I know, right? So... Like, wait, what are they looking at? <laughs> Back to the music. Um, Do you, anyone else have any, like, standout songs? Um, oh, so I liked the song that played during the opening credits, and I also love the opening credits themselves. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just cool. sort of, like, um, I, I guess it sort of looks like a helicopter shot, like over like a graveyard mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I love that. I love placebo. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, yeah they're such a great band, too. Um, yeah, my favorite. Okay, so let's uh. Let's start off with our favorite scenes and like standout moments. So Charles, what's okay. your first one? Um, well, I thought the opening scene, the psychiatrist's office was just uh, incredible. I mean, um, I think that um, like, um, like Mike, I was like, wait, Tara Reed is, is here. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did I not know that? Um, I mean, you I, kept me on hold. <laughs> They're like, your daughter's still holding. Oh shit! And she's like, you kept me on hold. <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, whoops. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, and then um, I liked. Um, I, I guess this was like towards towards the end when like um, I think after like Sebastian sleeps with Annette, and then like he like goes to. Um, Catherine, she's she's like, well, I guess you won, and um, then 
and then he's like, and he's like, I think she says something like, "Are you ready to claim your reward?" And like, <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> that's the way she says it. Are you ready to claim your reward? <laughs> um, hey, here's a bigger question: Have they ever had sex, or what? Like that's I what know. I can figure no, out. Because um, she she says that uh, she says in the beginning or something like you can have what you've been wanting ever since our parents got married that you could never have. Ew, but like, that's, but she does like almost everything else. Right? Yeah. That one, that one scene where she's like literally like grabbing him and then making him hard and then she's like, Oh yeah, where she's like laying on top of him. Yeah, and I'm like, what? And yeah, like, really? But you're oh, still a brother and sister and live in the same fucking house. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're yeah, like for, West Virginia or <laughs> yeah, for that for that specific scene, I, I I just wrote, I am so uncomfortable right now. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, this is so weird. Also, how yeah. weird must it be to be like Reese Witherspoon? And I'm like, get your fucking hands off of him. Right? Like, you're serious. <laughs> Like sitting behind, like like sitting behind the camera, being like, "This is so weird. This is my like boyfriend or husband or they're like baby daddy or whatever." You want today. <laughs> what? They're like Reese. You can stay home today for this. You don't need to see this. <laughs> I know, right? Although Freddie Prince Jr. was off doing, she's all that, right? Point. So, I guess, uh, <laughs> which is one movie that I just like don't like. She's like I just that? definitely don't like it. Yeah, she's all that. You know what I watched right. for the first time the other day? Um, mm. 40 Days and 40 Nights. That movie is oh. so weird. With Josh Hartnett? Josh Hartnett, yeah. It looks so dumb. Like, yeah. I was like, why did you do this? It, and Shannon Sossman, I mean, I love her. It made me so angry, too. Just because, I mean, he essentially gets, like, raped at, at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, by his fucking <laughs> ex-girlfriend. I know. And like, I was, I was like, like, what? I, like, I, I was like, I mean, would you really be having delusions out after forty days of not having sex? I mean, it's it's not like it's 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 not like <laughs> giving up carbs, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like that serious. Like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> so crazy. Okay, Mike, what's one of your favorite scenes? So one of my favorites is when um, Sebastian is with Mrs. Codwall and Cecile, and with his sunglasses, and he comes in, he's like that is a lovely shirt you're wearing. She's like, thanks. My dad got it for me in Australia. And he's like, how are things down under? And he looks down on his skirt, blossoming, I hope. <laughs> I know that's creepy, but it's funny at the same time because the delivery is just like perfect. And, I like, think it's not as is weird. So, like, huh? it's so, I, don't, I don't think it's as weird. They're both supposed to be in high school. So it's not that's like true. he's like, yeah, that, like, like he's older. I think that's the thing that we also forget while watching the movie. This is just, these are all high school kids. I know, right? Like, and yeah. their uniforms are so much better than ours were. Oh my God. Yeah. Ours oh my were God. so right. lame. We didn't go to a Catholic school. Isn't there's a Catholic school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. I think if we went to Catholic school, we would definitely have like pretty intense, like blazers. The guys would have blazers and ties. Yeah. And, like, to wear those like cardigans and like skirts and stuff yeah my uh, my second my second favorite um scene is when Catherine and cecile are out in the park together oh yeah like the, the clothes the weird ass kissing scene um which was actually a like blessing in disguise because when there's and it, it was made fun of i think in scary movie 
Um, yeah, I was gonna the, say, what movie is it that they did? That? Yeah, with the with the spit because like it was like a happy little accident that was never actually supposed to happen because they did a couple of different reshoots and this was the first shoot that that happened in. That's so funny. And then she's like, uh, "Where? Uh, I just had it a second ago." Oh, when- where where she's like, "My advice is to sleep with as many people as possible," but that would make me a slut, wouldn't it? I don't know. It's just, it's just like, no. Not my favorite quote, but like, just, definitely just my favorite scene where they're just like gabbing back and forth. And I then, love that right after that happened, she's like, want to have a sleepover? Right. And then she's like, <laughs> her what? Face like, her facial expression throughout the entire movie, uh, Buffy's, is like fantastic. She's been in Soap. She has a daytime Emmy. Her oh, and Ryan Philippe have daytime Emmys from being on Soap. So they're like really good at that. Like, Ryan Philippe too has that like, I mean, he's got resting bitch face so, like, so well. He's got that, like, bitchy thing going so well in his face. Mm-hmm. Like, he just totally has it. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that no one has my my favorite scene so far. My One of my first favorite scenes is Sebastian and Blaine's relationship. Oh, yeah. I love that Blaine is a weed dealer. Yeah, I love right? that he's, like, openly gay. I love that it's Pacey. <laughs> I love that he has like like super bleached hair. I'm assuming this either before or after Urban Legend. And yeah. I just think it's so funny. This is after season one of Dawson's Creek, I think. Because mm-hmm. in season two, he like bleaches his hair and then he like dyes it. And I was like, oh, he must have just done that. Um, I always try to figure out like what they're doing. Uh, I also, th- I love a lot of his quotes. Like, man, he's got a mouth like a Hoover. I <laughs> love that. And then when, when Sebastian's just like, shall we say the stroke of the midnight? The stroke of no midnight needs to fight. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no pun intended. And then I like where he calls up Gregory. And he's like, Gregory? Gregory. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's up? And then I love it you, when you actually first see Gregory. It's like him and all of his jock buddy fans being like, yeah, so what did I do? <laughs> I told her, what is this, Grandma with the birthday present? Suck it, you dumb bitch. And then they're all like, yeah, Greg. And then he, like, calls up. And he's like, Greg. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh hey. <laughs> he's, like, all quiet. And he, like, goes over to his house. And that's so funny. Um, and I also wrote, just as a general plot note throughout the entire film, I wrote, this scheme is so goddamn complex. They're, like, constantly checking in with each other, like, all the time. Like, Catherine's calling like Sebastian being like, did you fuck her yet? Like what's going on? Like what should I plan for? Like, should I like, they like always like kind of give each other like a day by day, like recap. I know. Right. <laughs> I <think it's> really <laughs> funny. And they have all these ulterior motives. Like I really love uh, Catherine's motive for destroying Cecile is all because like this other guy, like felt like fell passed out on her while she was giving him head and then ended up you know. and he was she's like fuck this i'm gonna destroy that girl <laughs> it just makes her stepbrother like take her virginity he's taking like two girls virginities just like back to back like yeah. just acting like it's no big deal i was like this guy's a piece of trash like i <laughs> can't like he's just so awful but yet he's in love okay i don't believe I do, he's in love with her. i do like the whole scene though Oh, the pool scene? Yeah, I like that. I don't know. It's I just like beautifully shot. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I like how she rebuffs him. She's like, you're talented. You're beautiful. Yeah. You're determined. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, please. Like, it's not going to get you anywhere with me. And it's like, night sweet pee. 
And that was really funny. She like, Music is playing in every room in the house. No, just yours. <laughs> and then Cardigan's Love Fool, like he turns that on. And that's not on the soundtrack either. No. <laughs> Another film made amazing by fucking Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. That, that mean, song was like massive. Yeah. Because that was on the soundtrack, which is really good. <laughs> um, Charles, do you have another scene? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, so um, I like the scene like after um, he sleeps with Annette and then he goes to Catherine and she says, all right, well, fine. Do you want to have sex? And then he's just like, nah, I'm good. And then, um, you know, and then <laughs> like, um, and then she kind of has, has, has like a, Temper tantrum, and she's like, "I want to fuck now." Oh yeah. <laughs> I also wrote, "Why is Catherine so jealous? He's her stepbrother." Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so um, so I had a question about that. Do you guys think that like she was in love with him too? Like, yeah, is that probably. What was going on? Well, then at the end, when she says, like, remember when he actually comes to her and he's already, like, dumped Annette and yeah. he, like, comes to Catherine and then she's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did it. Like, I never cared about you. I just wanted to see if you would do it. And, like, you're just a toy I like to play with because you're so fucking stupid. And you've just thrown cool. away, like, this one, your one shot of, of love. I just kind of wanted to see if you would do it. And I it turns out like you did. Okay, yeah. well that. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if she was doing it as a game or if she like really wanted him. Yeah, um, I do like how uh, up until the very end, how like she was basically like you know the puppet master. Like she was, yeah. just, like, she was just like two steps ahead of everyone the entire time, and no one could like touch her. And like, no. um, and like, um, I don't know, I don't, um, I don't know if this is a good comparison. But her character sort of reminds me of uh, Rose McGowan's in Jawbreaker, oh like my God. kind of sort of. I don't, Courtney. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, she she was just like so sharp and just like so like on point like all the time, and like um, I don't know, but uh, I killed yeah, this. I, I killed the teenage dream. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but like, is it Courtney Shane is that her name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, icon, um, icon. Um, the but original I, Regina George. <laughs> yeah, I, I like didn't really realize how, um, like how, uh, how influential this movie was on me, or like specifically her character, because like I probably say like her lines at least like twice a week, like at some point. So, uh, <laughs> Shane? No, like, uh, like uh, Catherine Mitchell. Oh yeah, Catherine McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. When she has that, I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. I love that. Yeah. yeah, that's like her like super iconic role. Another iconic uh, quote from that scene too is Ronald emails for geeks and pedophiles. <laughs> and I was like, I remember how it was at, in '99. It wasn't for a while, and now it like kind of is again. It's like yeah. it's just now for like work correspondence and like. It's not like a casual thing before you used to like write emails, you know, like, or at mm -hmm. least I don't. I think the general population doesn't. Younger people don't. They're not like writing emails. I never get responses from anyone under 30. If I'm asking them for anything, it's like they'll just DM you on Instagram and you're like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> like, you write me a question here and then I'm like, email them and they answer it back because they like want to know now. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess emails are not a thing. Um, anyone else have any scenes? I have a few. I have a few more. Good. Okay. I love when Cecile's mom confronts Ronald. 
when like they're when like they she oh, found yeah. the letters or like Catherine is like Catherine's manipulating everyone. She's got Cecile's mom. Oh, yeah. She's like on that side. She's also got the side of her stepbrother who's mm-hmm. like she's she's just like oh i want to go take my new car for a ride then he's like the only thing you're gonna be riding is me i was like what <laughs> like uh, uh, i don't know like this do your parents know about this we only see that at the end when she gets busted with the coke and the rosary like i, I think you're like standing that. behind the headmaster i think i do like the bathroom her. scene between reese and uh sarah oh yeah i love oh, that yeah, yeah that was one of my favorites too i love that that's the first time they've met and right. they know like so much about each other. She knows yeah. from the, the journal, but Buffy knows from like ev- you know everything. Like you took, you're the one that like took my brother. You're the one he, reason he's dead, really. Like yeah. he was out there <laughs> fighting with that Ronald. She's guy. Just, like, see her on campus. Can't wait. <laughs> no, I just, I just think it's so crazy. Like how the fights between Sebastian and. And that are pretty intense too. Yeah, very. But I wonder if that's because they were really dating that they like yeah. there. I guess sometimes yeah. also you see that people who are together in real life have really great chemistry on screen, and sometimes it's the opposite. Yeah, which is weird too. That you're like, oh, you think that if they're like really together, like it'd be no problem, but they don't look weird together. Like I feel like they look like they're kind of together. Um, my my. The bar to which all else stands is Mr. and Mrs. Smith by um, Brad Pitt. Oh, I, mean, oh I like watched that movie and I was that like, movie. I have to go. <laughs> like, that is like, this is too much. I even like the big, I was watching the movie the other day and like one of my friends is like, you're obs- you're obsessed with them. I was like, I am kind of really upset still that they're not together. Like, right. I'm very upset. Like, I love both of them so much and they're both so hot. It's like, why? Mm. Like, what's what is wrong with this picture? Like, no way. And I'm like, that movie's just so good. Like, how could they not? How could she not be taking him away from from anyone, no matter who it is? Like, I don't even <laughs> care if it's someone that he married like 30 years ago. Like, she's like kryptonite. Like, literally, <laughs> right? it's so funny. And the movie's just good. Yeah, it's, just really, really it's so good. Yeah, it's just so good. I'm like, oh, um, let's see. And yeah, I do love Cecile's mom confronting Ronald. I was talking about that. <laughs> black man is free. Black man is gone. I know it's so, so funny. Um, so I mean, it's bad that like her sh- that like she's racist towards him, but isn't he also like a 25 year old man sleeping with like her 15 year old daughter? Is he 25 well, or does he I mean, school with them? He, oh, I know. Well, well oh. I know the actor was almost 30. But well, I don't no, know I know that. that. But does he? I don't is know he what his age like older? Yeah, yeah but he's, he's supposed to be, well, he's supposed to be teacher age, I guess. Is he? I mean, I he is so. a violin teacher or whatever, so he has to be well, at least five yeah, years older, right? Yeah, because like he says, he's like working on a musical about Martin Luther King. Oh, so, that's like, right. So, yeah, he would be out of school. So I like to sort of interpret that as him at least being in like college. Oh you know? yeah, you're right. And I think the more yeah, the whole the only reason she cares is because she's because he's black, because that's what happens in the fucking boutique. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, when I love that like Catherine makes it, she's like, it's not drugs, is it? It's worse. Yeah, sugar. I mean, no sugar. No sugar. I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. Like, I, I'm black and I'm not offended. So, <laughs> I just, I'm so 
super funny. Um, but I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I love that that woman exists. And like, I've seen and heard that woman and met that woman. So I just think it's really funny that she's just like that. <laughs> oh, it's so true. And I love that she worked for three days. Like, yeah, all of her that's insane. Three days. Oh, and the fucking rooms. Catherine's room. I'm obsessed. Oh, amazing. I want it. I want like four of those. Yeah, I want the ho- the whole house, and it was made on like a soundstage in LA, which was kind of a letdown. I was like, "Damn!" I thought it was like in oh, New York. Like, house. yeah, I thought it was an actual house. I was like bummed out. I was like, "Oh, I thought it was real." I want that. I want but, that yeah. pool room for my house. <laughs> like, oh, the pool, like the indoor. I want it. Yeah, indoor pool. Yeah, I want that. That was pretty cool. It was very much like it felt like Versace. Very like tiled, like kind of like colorful, and like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, man. Do you guys have any more uh, favorite scenes, or ready to give your final thoughts? Um, Um, I I think I covered most of them. But yeah, nice. So, what are your final thoughts? What What are you excited about on this rewatch? So, my final thought, even though like as excited as I was to watch this, right. My final thought is don't trust a hot broody guy with blonde curls and glasses who have weird sexual attachments to their half siblings. Oh yes. <laughs> and, and even even though they have lips like those, don't do it. Don't do just it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. But um I give this like A plus plus. Like I, I Yeah, this is it. one of my favorites too. It was um so um um so Ryan Filthy's like um, 1998 NSYNC ramen hair aside, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> it was more ramen hair in '54. To oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. longer. Yeah, it was like longer. Okay, so things don't turn out. No so Justin well. Timberlake slander on this episode. <laughs> loser. Um, <laughs> he um, is a loser because he doesn't have Britney, and he should because I yeah. feel like there's still time <laughs> like she might be righted by all this wrong if she just gets back with justin you could be well, superman and save her <laughs> well he, he had his chance um sure, but yeah. um okay so, <laughs> so, so so things don't turn out too so, so well for like Catherine at, at, at the end but no. I, still, I still think she bounces back from this like i, I think she probably i think she probably gets expelled she probably her parents probably check her into rehab but when she gets out of rehab i'm um i'd be a little scared (laughs) she's very much like rebecca gayhart in the end of uh (laughs) of the end of fucking urban legend (laughs) yeah she like does all these horrible things but then somehow comes back and like no one knows who she is and yeah (laughs) i mean you know i mean maybe she can't be in you know go back to new york so maybe she moves to a different city she like bleaches her hair and she gets a job as a fucking waitress in downtown la because she's a goddamn <laughs> vampire slayer that's where she has to go that's where she's leaving there and she's going back to sunnydale because she's gotta like save and the world na- from the fucking mayor and her name is Anne. I know, right? <laughs> Just like in the show. Just like in the show. Yeah, that's that's where Catherine went. Catherine went to go fight that evil. 
<laughs> yeah, God, if only we could just have the time to do a Buffy podcast. I mean, right. if the world ends up being on lockdown forever, then I guess we could. <laughs> so, yeah, don't say forever. <laughs> I know. Well, who knows? Who the fuck knows? Did anyone? Did you guys see SNL last night? Or no, the no. or the YouTube clips? Timothy Chalamet was on there. Oh, nice. pretty, really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. He he did so well with Pete Davidson, like them together, like they actually did really well together. And oh god, Kate McKinnon is just a fucking national treasure. I love her on Weekend Update. She's just so good. <laughs> Who did she did she portray anybody? Well, she did Fauci in the cold open. Oh yeah. And then um the other girl, not Cecily Strong, but she's the other girl that has like the dark hair. I don't know her name. I think it might be Heidi something. She played Deborah Burks. Like oh, that woman okay. who was like has the scarf on, who was the doctor oh, who was not yeah, yeah. and they were talking about the vaccine. It was okay. It wasn't like super great. And then they had um Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band was like the music one. But uh yeah, it was it was Shallow Shallow was good. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, oh, um Kate McKinnon did that. I don't know if you've ever did you see that skit where she did like it's a doctor like we notice? And it's like, oh, yeah. she, has, you know, she did that again. Yeah. And it was really oh, funny. Man. Like she broke again. Like she did the first time. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been fun. I'm so excited. I forgot to say it at the top of the show. Thanks for the reviews on iTunes. Give us more five stars. Um, that'll be super great. Like, and subscribe and do all that fun jazz. I don't know. Well, I know me and Charles are going to be doing son-in-law sometime um, I have not. Sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't yes. know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Mikey. I haven't. Lauren, picked I am Lauren, I'm going to call it now. Son-in-law is the greatest movie ever made, and I am. Oh shit! Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see and we're gonna see if it lives. I have not seen it in quite a while, so I'm I'm kind of stoked so to rent and watch it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be really funny. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to do like, Mikey, we should do, I, I don't know yet. Actually, I'll, I'll decide though. But something. <laughs> you know, okay. I was like, shit. Because last time we talked about it, me and Charles talked about Polly Shore. And then we're like, let's just do son-in-law. <laughs> so we just kind of <laughs> to be honest, and I'm going to agree with Charles, I believe it's one of Polly Shore's most iconic. No, Charles shows. is saying of ever. Oh, oh of ever? Yeah. Like I'm I mean, saying it's that definitely, it's I'm definitely on the top ten. I'm saying that Casablanca can kiss Sunlaw's ass. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. Um, well, we'll we'll see on this rewatch what we end up scoring it because it should be really interesting. But until then, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.